Hello and welcome to the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira and I am the host here. Welcome or welcome back to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you will subscribe and stick along for any new episodes that we have coming uh, in 2022 because hopefully this year will be uh, more... We'll have more episodes than last year. We're going to get into what happened last year a little bit later in the episode, which is actually what we're going to be talking about today. But to just get us in the mood, thank you for coming back. Again, my name is Shakira. Here on this podcast, we talk about a variety of topics from pop culture, news, politics, music, and most importantly, life lessons that I've learned along the way. I like to share what I've learned with you. So hopefully you can implement those things into your personal life, share them with your friends, your family, your auntie now, and we just all become better people. So thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you subscribe, you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode. So I hope you'll stick around and become a part of our carefree family. I know I haven't been the most consistent person, but thank you for still being here. I appreciate you tremendously. You have no idea, no idea how much I care for you. So if you are familiar with how this goes, we have our carefree updates. We'll have a break from our sponsor and then we'll hop into our topic of the day. So for our carefree updates, first of all, I want to talk about Insecure. Insecure season five ended and I don't know if you all know, but on HBO Max, they may have it on. Well, I'm not sure. I know for sure on HBO Max. There is a special like documentary. It was directed by someone who graduated from my alma mater, Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. His name is James Bland. He directed that. It's like a behind the scenes feature, um, just allowing the audience to see what all went into that last season and the growth and development of the show, the characters, the showrunner. If you are interested in behind the scenes and seeing how things function, it's a very good documentary to watch behind Insecure. But the season wrapped. It was the fifth and final season. And honestly, I loved it. I loved it. I never thought I would see the day where I actually liked Molly again because if you all remember, if you've been on this podcast for a while, you know I had a Molly hate train going on and I stand beside what I said at the time. But in the fifth season, that last season, she really grew on me. Like I felt like she developed a lot. She grew a lot and she just found her way. I guess she got her footing and she got the things that she needed. And I'm proud of sis. Also, Everybody does not agree, but I'm glad Issa ended up with who she ended up with. If you have not watched, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm glad she ended up with who she ended up with. And I'll just leave it at that. But I did want to talk about this really quickly because I saw a lot of people when the season was ending, they were like, what are we going to watch now? There are no black shows out. And there are, guys, there are a lot of black shows out right now. There are plenty of things for you to watch. And just because I love you so much, I decided to compile a small list so you can check out some of these black shows because they need our viewership, because they need the ratings. We have to support these shows if we want these networks, um, streaming services, et cetera, et cetera, to not have the excuse of, well, they aren't watching the show. If we watch the show, they can't say we aren't watching the show. 
So here's my very small list that I put together. If you want to write these down, if you want to put them in your phone, feel free to do so. I will also post them on the Instagram page so you can go and check them out on there too. You can follow the Instagram page at Carefree and Black Diaries so you can check out all of this. But here's the list. Now, full disclaimer, I have not seen all of these shows. I will admit I have not seen all of them. I've seen some of them, and some of them I've seen a few episodes, but I haven't been able to finish the seasons. But the first show on my list is Harlem. It is on Amazon Prime. It has um, Megan Good, the... uh, I am so sorry, I cannot think of her name, but she played the wife on the show Empire with Taraji. Um, I cannot think of her name, but she's on there, and a few other people are on that show. Really good. I finished that show in one day. I don't know how many episodes they have, maybe like eight or ten. Oh, also, Tyler Lepley is on that show. He's the guy who plays, what is his name on P-Valley? Is his name Mercedes? Why do I feel like his name is Mercedes on P-Valley? He's the one that likes Miss Mississippi. He's on this show. Um, It's a really cute show. I promise you, once I watched like the first two episodes, I was hooked and I finished it in one day. So again, the name of that is Harlem and it's on Amazon Prime. The second show on my list is Our Kind of People. It comes on Fox. Funny story, one of the characters on the show, well, it's not a funny story, but one of the characters on the show, her name is Amari. She is uh, a graduate also a FAMU. I mean, FAMU is really out here. You know, I hate to brag on my school so much, but I mean, if you know, you know. Rattlers are everywhere. But she's on the show. I found out that someone from the show that I work on was working on her show, and we found that connection. But anyway, our kind of people, it comes on Fox, but they have the next day on Hulu. I watched all of the episodes on Hulu, so now they just started back the season again, so I think they're on like episode eight or something like that, but you can watch that on Hulu. Also, a new show that just came out is Kings of Napa. It comes on OWN. The first episode came on the other day, and I tried to watch it, but I started watching it about halfway through, and if you know me, you know that I hate to watch TV shows like not from the beginning. Like it's a pet peeve of mine. I cannot watch a show if I have not seen it from the very first minute. I don't care if the show came on at 8. If I turn to it at 8.02, I'm not going to watch it. I'll watch it the next time it comes on just because I have to see everything. I know it's a lot, but yeah, Kings of Napa on own. Another show to watch is 20s on BET. I watched the first season of 20s. Did it did it come out last year or like 2020? I feel like that was like the beginning of the pandemic when that show came out. It's a show by Lena Waithe. It's a great show. It was very um familiar to me because it's about it centers this friend group, but the main character She is trying to find her footing in the entertainment industry and film and television and trying to figure out what route she wants to go. And it's all about like her figuring out who she is, uh, how she's going to find her voice in this new field. And it was just relatable to me. So I love 20s. They are now on season two. So you can check that show out as well. Another great show is called Love Life. It's on HBO Max. 
And you can specifically watch season two if you want to support, you know, the black characters. Season two, it follows a black man and his dating journey. And it's all about love. It's all about losing love, finding love again, revisiting certain situations with certain people and just realizing that people can grow and also that you can grow too. And if somebody is who you really want to be with, you make um, space for that. You make accommodations for that. So it's a beautiful show. Again, it's on HBO Max. The name of it is Love Life, and that is season two. And lastly, there's a show on Bounce TV. It's called Johnson. It's about this group of brothers, these friends. Um, And I have not seen that one, but it is on my watch list. So I wanted to give you guys a few shows to start with. So that oh, also Abbott. Hopefully that's how it's pronounced. Abbott Elementary. It comes on. I'm actually not sure what network it comes on, but I know it's on Hulu. And I have heard nothing but good things about that show. All of the commentary I've seen is that it reminds you of The Office. And I love The Office, like that mockumentary style, um, you know, way of making television. I love that. So support that. If You remember the video. It was a meme a few years ago. It's like a girl. She's at the movie. She's on a date. And she's like, oh, he got money. He got money. She is the creator of that show. And she's also the star of that show. Again, let me say that again, because a lot of people don't know that she is the creator of that show, the creator of that show, because a lot of people have been, you know, watching it and they're like, is this the girl from the video? And I'm like, yes, that's her. But also she created that show. So support that show as well. But I just wanted to tell you all that so we can stop that whole, there are no black shows on TV uh, commentary. There, there are black shows. Just say that you don't know them. Okay. Now, next. I want to give a quick little, um, I don't want to say a shout out, but just just something really quick about the song Hours and Hours. It is by, so some people have said her name is Money Long. In my head, I'm reading it as Mooney Long because it's spelled M-U-N-I, but it might be Money Long. I don't know. But formerly, her name was Priscilla Renee. Now, back in the day, There was an artist called Priscilla Renee, and I loved her music. I used to listen to her music on YouTube. Come to find out that the song Hours and Hours is by her. She changed her name. She has been writing songs forever. She wrote on California King Bed by Rihanna. Like, the girl has credentials. And so, this song, Hours and Hours, popped up on TikTok, and if you know like the the landscape of music now TikTok is huge when it comes to music um and streaming you know I don't know the full details but I read a little bit about it and it means a lot so she has really been moving up and up on the billboard because of her song hours and hours so if you guys can give her some streams you know let's do it she's one of our people let's support her and also there was this commentary that was saying how a lot of um record labels did not want to back her they didn't want to give her the full backing not believing in her and something about I was watching this video where the lady was saying that um the record labels one of their excuses was that you know songwriters can't 
make the transition over. But then she listed out this whole, you know, list of songwriters that made the transition from just behind the scenes writing to being full blown, you know, artists themselves. And there was something very common about that list. I'll just say that. So let's make sure that we support her. And that's all I have for our carefree updates. We're going to have a small break from our sponsor and then we'll be back on the other side for our topic. So oddly enough, the thing that inspired this podcast topic, this episode this week, is also the one thing, well, one of the reasons that I've been gone for so long from this podcast as well. And there's a little irony in something being the reason you stopped creating or the reason you left something and it also being the thing that brings you back to that thing. Um, but before I get started, I want to thank my Sarah from FAMU. She is one of my Neos, meaning she became a Zeta a few years after me. Now, I don't think she was on the line. At, she was about two years after me. She was on one of our lines at FAMU. But uh, I just want to thank her because she helped push the thought process along without even knowing it. So thank you. Um, so if you follow my Instagram page, my personal one, you know, well, you may have seen, or you may not have, you may have seen me post a few stories at the end of 2021. So Spotify, just how, if you have a Spotify account and they do that year in unwrapped and you see all the songs that you listen to that year, your top artists, all of that. Well, they do the same thing for podcasts and it's unwrapped where they'll lay out all of your stats for the year, you know, with your podcast, how many people listened, how many episodes you put out, what countries people were listening in, what episodes, you know, performed the highest, all of that good jazz. Like it's a whole thing. So typically I look forward to it at the end of each year, but at the end of 2021 last year, so literally three weeks ago when I checked my three weeks ago, is that it? three or four weeks ago. We're like halfway through January. Wow. So like three weeks ago, when I checked my unwrapped for this podcast, Carefree and Black Diaries, because I have two, I checked for this one and I was so disappointed in myself once I started looking at everything in the unwrapped. And there's something particularly humbling about seeing an overview of your quote unquote progress or lack thereof uh all put in this cute little graphic that you know moves and everything and it's supposed to be celebratory it's supposed to be a celebratory thing created by Spotify and usually it is right but it's only celebratory if you like hit those markers that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year and there were a lot of markers pretty much all of them, that I did not hit, that I had created this whole list of goals and things that I wanted to accomplish with the podcast at the beginning of 2021. And hopefully I wanted to see the fruits of my labor at the end of the year and I saw none of them. So I just felt devastated is extreme, but like whatever the level under devastated is, that's how I felt. So naturally, (laughs) I posted the unwrapped on my Instagram story 
and I said something along the lines, I don't remember exactly, but something along the lines of, you know, I'm so disappointed in myself, but next year, hopefully I'll do better, something like that. And what you should know about me is that I am extremely impulsive when it comes to my emotions, unfortunately. Um, you probably didn't expect that. You know, I come on here and I'm like, guys, just do this. We're going to do this. We're going to work on this, our inner self, da, da, da. But sometimes my emotions get the best of me, girl. Listen, they, they, sometimes they are the captain of the ship. You know that movie where he's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. Sometimes that's my emotions. Like, I'm just along for the ride. Like, I'm just a shell and my emotions are driving the ship, okay? Most times. <laughs> so, that may be hard for you to believe, but it's true. And it mostly comes out when I'm, like, really disappointed about something um, or I feel like I could have done something better or differently to avoid a certain outcome that I didn't really want. So, impulsively, I posted that on my story because I was emotional about it. And then I sat back for like 10 minutes. I remember I was at work. So I was in my office. I posted it and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I get it up on my story and I sit back for like 10 minutes and I just started evaluating. And one thing I have been learning on this journey while I have been gone from this podcast, I've been doing a lot of like self-work, not even intentionally. Like I haven't intentionally set out to do any personal work. It's just been happening and it's kind of strange. It's very odd because I'm really not sure where it's coming from. Maybe it's just like growth and maturity getting older, or maybe it's just the pandemic like forcing me to do a lot of inner work and self-reflection. I don't know if it's happened to any of you. Let me know because maybe it's like a trend. I'm not sure. So I sat back for like 10 minutes. It wasn't even intentional. It was just like I instinctively or naturally just flipped my way of thinking from I'm so disappointed and upset with myself to hold on. Let's look at this another way. Let's look at the other side of this coin. And I thought about, you know, everything. And I was like, wait, we are about three years into a pandemic where no one, absolutely no one knows what we're dealing with, with all of these different variants. But I'm not even going to get into that. You know, you move to a new state, which caused me to have to focus on other things like paying rent and, you know, basic living expenses, how to survive by myself, um, all of that, and trying to get my feet on solid ground, gaining my footing in a new state, you know, all of these new things, a new job. It's my first time ever living alone, and I'll admit it can be very lonely sometimes, and so the last thing I'm thinking about is podcasting <laughs> most times. You know, when I'm missing my family, um, it's my first time being away from my family, the people I love and my friends. It's it's weird and it's a new headspace for me. And I have to find a doctor here, a primary physician. Uh, I have to figure out, you know, it's just so much. There's so much. And this isn't to say like, woe is me, but this is also to call attention to yourself and the things that you may be dealing with in your life, because we're going to get into, you know, what we mean by our topic. 
But I was thinking about all of these things and like there are so many things we're faced with that requires our attention on the daily. And so I was like, okay, I didn't create as much as I would have wanted to. Very valid point, And I acknowledge that. So I go back to my Instagram story and I said, I posted a story right after that one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not disappointed in myself. I moved. I started a job in my dream field that, you know, doing the thing that I've been wanting to do for years, for as long as I can remember, I survived another year. Um, And so my Sarah, she wrote me back on that story and her message said, I was just about to say, be kind to yourself. You did a great job. And so I read it and I screenshot it. And then I just kept reading it again. And that very small and simple line, be kind to yourself, just kept ringing in my head over and over again. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I typed it in my phone because I was like, we're going to talk about that on the podcast. And that was however long ago that I typed that. And I just kind of left it to sit until I felt like, okay, it's time to get on back, hop into the podcasting thing again. And so I read it and I thought to myself, I should be kinder (laughs) to myself. And I know I'm not the only person. So why not come back to this podcast with a message that I think we all can use going into 2022 and even beyond this year, moving forward. And it's such a simple statement, but I found that the simplest statements can also be the most profound. But I think it's harder to practice this, but we're going to try to be kinder to ourselves this year. So I sat with this thought again for like a month now because I didn't want to rush and come out and say something that I hadn't actually put much thought into. And after thinking about it, I came up with three ways that I'm going to personally practice being kinder to myself. And I just wanted to share those ways with you so that hopefully you can implement them into your own life. You can pick what fits, throw away what doesn't, pass along what you feel like someone else can use, or you can mold and shift and, you know, take bits and pieces of things and add what you, you know, add what works for you. So three ways that you can practice, or I'm not going to say you, three ways that I am going to practice being kinder to myself, and maybe you can try them as well. So number one, and this is one of my biggest things that I have been trying to work on, and I'm going to continue to work on, and it is silencing that inner critic. That voice in your head that is telling you everything's wrong, you're doing this wrong, you can do this better, this can be better, this needs improvement, look at what this person is doing, you should be doing that, you can do this too. That voice, that loud and strong voice, I'm going to work on that. That voice in your head, like you, even that voice in your head and also what you speak out loud to yourself, things that you say to yourself matter if you are saying self-deprecating things um what's something that I always say um 
One thing I used to always say, especially in school, I would say if there, if I had difficulty in a subject, I would say, this is so hard. I'm just not getting it. I'm never going to get it. And guess what? I never got it. <laughs> like the tongue speaks. Words matter. And so once you change your verbal, what you're saying, so flip that from this is hard, I'm not going to get it, I can't understand this, to this is difficult, I don't understand it right now, but I'm going to practice, I'm going to look up videos, I'm going to look up um, research, I'm going to ask someone for assistance on this because I can understand this, I've learned very difficult things before and this is not going to beat me. That's how I've tried to change my way of thinking about certain things. Well, girl, everything. <laughs> and so you have to be very careful about what you say about yourself and what you say to yourself out loud, but also that voice in your head. So even when you're silent, there's still that voice in your head saying, you know, I could be doing this better. I should be doing this. I'm not as far along as I would want to be, which brings me up. You know, to another point that I'm I'm not going to stay on this long because I may actually have a specific whole podcast dedicated to this, but I, and I am guilty of this also in the past, I will say that I am guilty of this, but after three years in a pandemic, I'm really over that whole productivity uh, lifestyle, like your value is tied to your productivity, but I will revisit that at a later date. Put a pin there. We're going to come back to that. But again, the voice in your head, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to learn how to silence that inner critic. And I have been working on that. It is not a small feat. It is very difficult because that voice that you hear in your head is often the loudest It's the first one to criticize you. It's the first one to critique you. It's the first one to judge you. Before you've even done anything, before you've even made any moves, before you've even made any mistakes at all, it's the one that's like, "Mm, we might mess this up. (laughs) And I have to come back like, nope, we might do well at this. And even if we do mess this up, everything is fixable. Everything can be maybe not reversed, but you can always bounce back from something. Like there is no circumstance that I faced in my life looking back that was so, even when it felt like the end of the world, when it happened, looking back, there was nothing that happened in my life where I was like, wow, I never recovered from that. Everything, every heartbreak that I've experienced, every loss that I've taken, everything that I reached for and didn't quite get, either I got something else better, you know, or there was another opportunity there that I may not have been able to see because I was so blinded by that one particular thing that I had my sight set on. Um, But I always bounce back. You always bounce back. So you have to be able to tell yourself that, like, Shut up, girl. Like, just sit back and watch me work. Sit back and watch me do this. I got this. And that's how you have to treat that voice. It's not like a, you know, 
you're a little off your rocker because you're talking to yourself. But no, you know that voice in your head that's like, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't do this. And then you see someone else do it months later and then you're like, ooh, we should have did that, (laughs) you know? So I'm going to work on that personally this year. And if you want to join me in this journey, you are more than welcome to. Now, the second way I'm going to practice being kinder to myself this year is to view myself as a flower. So I'm always laughing whenever I bring up flower analogies or plant analogies because I have so many podcast topics using analogies with flowers and plants, but it's just because they are living things. And I think oftentimes we don't think of them as such, but they are. And there's just, there's just, I love plants. And also there are just so many life lessons that you can get from just thinking about plants. So I'm going to view myself as a flower. So stick with me on this one. So I was watching this TikTok a few days ago and it brought me back to this topic about being kinder to yourself because it was a girl on there talking and she was talking about how we should extend grace and kindness to others. And I agree with everything that she was saying, but I also thought to myself after she finished, you know, if people aren't capable um, of extending, well, in order for people to be capable of extending grace and kindness to others, they have to first be able to do that for themselves. And we can't expect other people to extend grace and kindness if they haven't been able to give it to themselves first. You know, some of the meanest people that I've met in life were just miserable within themselves. And I don't mean that to be funny. I've had some professors, some teachers, some, uh, don't kill me for this, some people in churches who were just in in grocery store, like there are just mean people out there. I'm sorry, there are. And after being around those people for an extended period of time, you realize, oh, you are not happy. You are like that to others because you aren't happy within yourself. And so the same thing applies with extending grace and kindness to other people. You have to be able to do the inner work first, which is why I say view yourself as a flower or even as a plant, because before a flower or a plant blooms or comes through the soil, it starts first at the root. It starts under the ground. It starts inside. So if you are inwardly looking and practicing being kind with yourself, that's that root foundation. That is you doing the inside work first before you can sprout out of the soil as a flower or a plant does and allow the world to see what you look like, allow the world to admire your beauty, admire the world to reap the benefits of you doing the inner work. So like flowers, plants, we get different benefits from them. I have a mother-in-law's tongue plant or a snake plant in my living room and it helps purify the air but before it was able to give me that benefit of purifying the air in my apartment it had to sprout from the soil first in order for me to reap that benefit so first you have to do the inner work and be kind to yourself inwardly first so 
You can't just go out into the world and you're like, I'm just going to be kind to everyone and have grace with everyone if you aren't kind and gracious with yourself first. So that's number two. Um, In order for you to be able to be that for other people or do that for other people, you have to do it for yourself first. You have to be selfish in that pursuit. So that is the second way I'm going to practice being kind to myself. I'm going to view myself as a flower or a plant and it may sound corny, but guess what? I don't care. I'm going to view myself as that and remind myself that I have to first be that inwardly before I can be that to others. And number three, which kind of ties into my soapbox that I was going to go into earlier, but I didn't. Um, Number three, the way I'm going to practice being kind to myself is remembering to not base my worth, my success, or my value on an output. You are not a machine. I am not a machine. I don't have screws. I don't have to be maintenance. I don't have a motherboard. I have to rest. I have to have breaks. I have to laugh. I have to cry. I have to do all of these things and have these human experiences. And so for so long, for so very long, and I honestly feel like it's embedded in us, especially if you went through the traditional school system where we have our first experiences with this, where you have your first place and you have your last place. We have our spelling bee competitions. We have the science fair. We have all of these reading, accelerated reader competitions. And listen, I was that kid in school. I was that kid. Like I wanted to win all the time and it extended itself into my adulthood, but it became less of like a competition with others. And it kind of became a competition with myself. So 2020, I'm like, what did I do this year? Did I put out 50 podcasts? Next year, I'm going to put out 60. Then the next year, I'm going to put out 70. And how many countries did we reach? 20. Next year, I'm going to reach 40. So it becomes that. And I have to remind myself, hold on. (laughs) Slow your roll. Your value, your success, your happiness is not based off of what you are putting out. It's based off of the life that you've lived, whether you had fun or not, whether or not you left an impression on others that, uh, hopefully a good impression, that would stick with them past the time frame that you are allotted here. You know, even when I'm gone, I want someone, even if it's just one person, to be able to say, I learned something from her. Even if it's just small, you know, like, I don't know, she taught me how to tie my shoe. Like, that, that's big to me. Like, that's what I want to leave with people. I don't want to leave here with just this, yep, she did this, 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 this. And that was it. (laughs) Like, you have to have these human experiences and not tie in your worth, your value, your success, and ultimately your happiness. Because if those are the things that are making you happy, that's a problem. Because anything can be gone at the drop of a dime. This podcast can be gone tomorrow if the platform decides that they want to sell it to someone else and whoever they sell it to. And this is going to sound very like businessy, but my degree was in business, so I can't help it. I'm sorry. But if the group that they sold it to decides when they buy it, hey, we don't want to 
deal with podcasting anymore. All of this can be gone, right? And if I tied in my value, who I am as a person, um, and what makes me happy into this, and it was all gone, what am I left with? So I'm going to practice being kinder with myself by not, you know, it's okay to have these goals. It's okay to say, I want to create this. I want to do this. That's fine. But that is a goal. It's okay to have goals. It's okay to have visions. It's okay to want to accomplish things. But those things should not be the deciding factor, the determining factor in whether or not you're going to be happy this year. So let's work on that as well. So those are my three ways that I'm going to practice being kinder with myself this year in 2022. And I hope that, you know, something resonated with you and that if it helps, you can put these things into practice as well. Don't forget, if you aren't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll be notified when we have a new episode. I have a very interesting thing that I want to do next month um, in February. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I already started planning it and I'm really excited for it. And I think you guys are going to like it. I think you will enjoy it. Let me just say this. If you like music, you're going to like next month's podcast. Okay, that's all the hint I'm going to give you. But again, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all of those platforms at Carefree and Black Diaries. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.